This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and the internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. For the past few weeks, we've been learning from Jesus how to pray. Today, Pastor Kramer continues his Lord Teach Us to Pray sermon series with today's message, Lead Us Not Into Temptation. These past few weeks of Lent, we've been taking a prayer class from the Master of Prayer, Jesus Christ. Today, we continue on with another important petition from the model prayer Jesus gave to his disciples. Lead us not into temptation. We begin our worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God and Father, thank you for the privilege of prayer that you have given your children We confess that we sometimes turn to it as a last resort instead of letting it be our mainstay in life. Forgive us for our arrogant thinking that we can take care of ourselves instead of always depending on you. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our Savior and King, who rode into Jerusalem that first Palm Sunday to rescue us from sin and death. Amen.
Today's reading is from Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. Several years ago, I read a story which took place in a New England textile mill. In that factory, there was a huge sign posted for all the workers on the main floor where the big machines were producing cloth. It instructed, if your threads get tangled, send for the foreman. Well, one day a new employee got his threads tangled. The more he attempted to untangle them, the bigger the mess and the more helpless he became. So he finally called for help. The foreman came immediately and asked him why he hadn't sent for him earlier. I did my best, the worker said defensively. The foreman smiled and said, Remember, doing your best is to send for me. Doing your best is to send for me. That was a truth that Jesus lived by in his ministry. He was constantly turning to his heavenly father 
sending for him. And the prayer Jesus gave his disciples also reflects that truth as well. As a whole, the Lord's Prayer testifies to a need for our total reliance on God and his care in all matters of life and faith. This prayer covers everything and reminds us that God's presence and help is an absolute necessity for the Christian as he or she navigates life. Jesus has already taught us so much about praying in this series on the Lord's Prayer. Uh, How to approach God. When we turn to God, we call him Father. We approach him like a child approaches a uh, a loving father. And we then first talk to him about his person. Hallowed be thy name. May your name be holy, not only in my life, but in all people's lives, Lord. And then we talk to him about his program. Thy kingdom come, may your rule come. This is our to be our deepest longing and desire as God's children, that he be worshipped and obeyed, not only in our own lives, but in the whole world. That's how God intended things to be. It was perfect and the best thing for us. Next, Jesus teaches us to dependently turn to God for our daily needs. Provision, give us this day our daily bread. Pardon, forgive us our sins. After having prayed to God for provision and pardon, we end our prayer requests for ourselves by asking for God's protection. Jesus taught us to pray, lead us not into temptation. A woman in a shopping mall wore a t-shirt which read, lead me not into temptation, I can find it myself. It was meant to cause a chuckle, but that one liner raises a question for us. What exactly are we praying for when we ask, lead us not into temptation? We're well aware that life is filled with all kinds of temptations, aren't we? We joke about tempting sweets, calling us to devour them, and we watch Television advertisements tempting us with the promise of happiness with the purchase of a product. Then there are those temptations to do things my way instead of God's way, or to even walk away from trusting God because of personal tragedy or the pressuring of others. There are so many things in this world that can come along and mess us up in our relationship with God our Father. So this prayer is basically asking for spiritual protection from them. The wording might make it seem that we're supposed to ask God to kindly refrain from tripping us up with temptations to sin, but, you know, we know that God never tempts anyone. The New Testament letter of James tells us that. Let no one say when he is being tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. So what are we saying then when we say, lead us not into temptation, as Jesus taught us? I like what uh, Pastor Hedden Robinson, one of my favorite preachers, writes about this. He says, I take it uh, as what uh, grammarians call uh, latote, stating something negatively in order to say something positive. A couple of months ago, I was having lunch in one of those New York delicatessens, and right next to me were two women 
evidently Jewish. One was describing to the other the young man her daughter was going to marry. He had completed medical school and had a good practice. He came from a very good family, and she would marry into prestige and wealth. The other woman listened to all of this and said, He's not objectionable, is he? No, he wasn't. Stating negatively, this woman was saying positively, Boy, she's got a great catch. Jesus is encouraging us to express an attitude here that we need God's help and protection in times of temptation so that we not be seduced by temptation and succumb to it. Lead us away. The, the, this request reflects a recognition about ourselves. We're weak on our own. If we are to be protected from falling into temptation, we must lean on God to protect us. This supplication has the force of uh, cause us not to succumb to temptation. It recognizes that without God's leading, we would be leading ourselves straight into sin. It's like a sheep nibbles himself lost. It reflects a depth of spiritual sensitivity that understands just how prone to sin we are without God's help. As a hymn puts it, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to lead the God I love. I have found Martin Luther's small catechism very helpful in understanding this prayer request Jesus taught us. He gives us this explanation. God tempts no one to sin, but we ask in this prayer that God would watch over us and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful self may not deceive us and draw us into false belief, despair, and other great and shameful sins. And we pray that even though we are so tempted, we may still win the final victory. This, then, is leading us not into temptation when God watches over us and keeps us and he gives us power and strength to resist even though the temptation and tribulation is not removed or ended. No one can escape temptations and allurements away from God as long as we're living in this world. Even Jesus himself was continually being tempted so can we as his followers expect anything less? To, but to feel temptation is quite a different thing from consenting and yielding to it. Or as Luke, William Shakespeare wrote, it's one thing to be tempted, another thing to fall. We must be armed and prepared for them as Jesus was. For we will suffer trials and temptations, but we pray in this petition that our Heavenly Father will help us not to be overwhelmed by them and fall prey to them, but instead be victorious over them. We need God for protection. We have three kinds of temptations we're dealing with as human beings. There's our flesh, the world, and the devil himself. First, our own flesh, our sinful selves. Noted theologian of the past, John Calvin, lists two categories of temptation, the right and the left. From the right comes riches, power, and honors, which tempt us into the sin of thinking we don't need God. 
and from the left comes poverty, disgrace, contempt, and afflictions which tempt us to despair, to lose all hope, and to become angrily estranged from God. Calvin writes, Both prosperity and adversity then are sore tests, and each one brings its own set of enticements away from trusting God and towards centering your life on yourself and on inordinate desires for other things. Then there is the temptation that comes via the world, which is filled with values and priorities that are opposed to God's ways. It can be overwhelming for us, and we sometimes find ourselves buying in. And the world can also be hostile and reject the gospel and God's kingdom people as we seek to live as kingdom people. And this reality can cause us to set our faith in God aside and our obedience to God. It's deadly. And of course, behind the temptations is the tempter, seeking to ruin us and our faith in God, incessantly attacking us, using all the above tools to harm us. And we cannot stand against him on our own. That's a fact. This lesson from Jesus on asking for spiritual protection, then, um, it reminds me of a story uh, from the Apostle Peter's life. As you're probably aware, today is Palm Sunday, also called the Sunday of the Passion. The Passion story is the story of all the events leading up to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And it begins with Palm Sunday, when Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem and was hailed as king by the people who waved palm branches to honor him. King, what a temptation that would be for Jesus to consider. I can't help but wonder if he was repeatedly praying this petition under his breath, lead me not into temptation, as he rode in on the donkey. Well, later on that week, after giving the disciples the Lord's Supper in the upper room, Jesus led them to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray and prepare for what lay ahead, the cross. Jesus went off and prayed by himself. And while he was, while his closest disciples kept watching nearby. But when he came back to Peter, James, and John to check on them and maybe gain some human encouragement from them, he found them sleeping instead of praying. And listen to what he said to Peter. Watch and pray, Peter, that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Hmm. Enter into temptation. To enter into temptation is to entertain and consider the prospect of giving in to sinning, like prayerless Peter eventually did when he deserted and denied Jesus when the pressure was on at the arrest and trial of Jesus. He didn't have the ability to stand firm. You see, he wasn't prepared. And so Peter, the rock, as Jesus called him, crumbled. Martin Luther wrote this truth in his large catechism. If you like a small catechism, I guarantee you'll love the large catechism. Luther writes, this we must know that all our safety and protection consists in prayer alone. We are far too weak to cope with the devil and his might and his forces arrayed against us, trying to trample us underfoot. Therefore, we must carefully select 
the weapon with which Christians ought to arm themselves in order to stand against the devil. Prayer. And this is such an important prayer request for us to make daily as we follow Jesus Christ as his disciples. Lead us not into temptation. Father, protect us. I greatly appreciate the way Christian author Max Lucado sheds light on this particular petition of the Lord's Prayer in his book, The Great House of God. He writes, this is a prayer for the childlike heart. This is a prayer for those who look upon God as their father. This is a prayer for those who have already talked to their father about provision for today and pardon for yesterday, and now this child needs assurance and protection for tomorrow. The phrase, lead us not into temptation, is best understood with a simple illustration. Imagine a father and son walking down the icy street. The father cautions the boy to be careful, but the boy is too excited to slow down. He hits the first patch of ice. Up go the feet and down plops the bottom. Dad comes along and helps him back to his feet. The boy apologizes for disregarding the warning and then tightly holding his father's big hand, he asks, Keep me from the slippery spots. Dad, don't let me fall again. Such is the heart of this petition from Jesus. It's a tender request of a child to a father. The last few slips have taught us the walk is too treacherous to make alone, and so we place our small hand in his large one and say, Please, Father, keep me from evil. Lead me not into temptation. Protect me. Thanks be to God for the availability of that large hand that he's offering us. And we're invited to grab it daily, believing that God is present for us and faithful to his children. And if you're wondering if God really loves you, notice that the hand that he offers you to hold is a nail-pierced hand. I've already made a couple references to Martin Luther in today's message. Here's one more. I'm going to use Luther's elaboration on this petition, lead us not into temptation, as we close in prayer today. Let's pray. Oh, dear Lord, Father, and God, keep us fit and alert, eager and diligent in your word and service, so that we do not become complacent, lazy, and slothful, as though we had already achieved everything. In that the fearful devil cannot fall upon us, surprise us, and deprive us of your precious word, or stir up strife and factions among us, and lead us into other sin and disgrace, both spiritually and physically. Rather, grant us wisdom and strength through your Holy Spirit, that we may valiantly resist the devil and gain the victory. Amen. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper, he amid the flood, of mortal ills prevailing.
For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great, and armed with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide? Our striving would be losing. Were not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing? Dost ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is He. Lord Sabaoth, His name. From age to age, the same, and he must win the battle. And though this world with devils fill. Should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God has willed His truth to triumph through us. The Prince of Darkness, grim, we tremble not for Him. His rage we can endure, for lo, His doom is sure. One little word shall fail him. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The spirit and the gifts are ours. Through Him who with us sided, let goods and kindred go. This mortal life also, the body they may kill. God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. You've been worshiping with the radio and the internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. The purpose of our current sermon series is to learn from the Master how to confidently pray. The Lord's Prayer covers everything and reminds us that God's presence and help is an absolute necessity for us as Christians as we navigate life. Protect us, Lord, from temptation. We cannot do it by ourselves. 
Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit, listener-supported ministry dedicated to serving the spiritual needs of those unable to attend worship in the church of their choosing, and all others who have a desire to hear the word and deepen their understanding of God's plan of redemption and salvation for us all. Your financial support of this ministry is always appreciated and is considered tax-deductible. Send your gifts to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Or visit our secure and user-friendly website at christiancrusaders.org. You'll find links to past broadcasts, daily devotions, conversations with interesting Christians, and a convenient and safe way to use your credit card to support this ministry. We urge you to prayerfully consider becoming a monthly partner as a contributor in support of Christian Crusaders' mission. We are happy you chose to worship with us today, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was Pastor Steve Kramer, speaker on Christian Crusaders, broadcasting gospel-oriented, Christ-centered, biblical truth since 1936.